man. Shut the door, sit down, clean your ears, and stop listening to what your mama needs you to be doing right now. You're going to listen to the Boxing Podcast. Um, guys, I want to say it was a crazy week for boxing, or a crazy weekend for boxing, but it really wasn't. Um, was it a good one? Yes. Was it a crazy one? No. Um, this weekend we had Canelo Alvarez versus Avni Yeldrum, and honestly, that fight was just... I mean, I was not excited. I didn't know who Avani was. Avni? Avni. I keep calling him Avani. That's how much I don't know this fighter. I'm not calling Canelo a cherry picker. I'm not calling him. I'm not saying he's fighting weak opposition. But <clears throat> I didn't know who Avni Yildirim was before the fight. I didn't know who he was even after the fight. I, I didn't even have the energy to look into it. Like, before the fight happened... I mean, all up into all the build up to the fight, I just I didn't take the time to look up who he was. I didn't look at his past fights. I didn't know his fucking record. I didn't know many things about this guy going in. And already, if you're looking at the betting odds, DraftKings, that's where I go. And I'm not sponsored by DraftKings, but I'm just saying that's where I go when I'm looking for the boxing betting odds. They were really they were against him for sure. I mean, I. I was going to bet $100 on the fight that Canelo would win, but the most I would have won was a dollar. So I wasn't about to bet for a dollar because, you know, anything can happen in boxing. If Canelo were to have gotten knocked out, I lose 100. If Avni wins by some miracle knockout, he I would have I would have lost $100. So there's there's no there's no point in betting for that at all. A dollar is fucking chump change. Um, But yeah, I mean. The fight ended in, in, in round three, at the end of round three, um, by corner stoppage. And rightfully so, man. I mean, he wasn't going to get any better in there. He had three rounds. I mean, it, and that's the thing. I mean, apparently Avni is a, he's an aggressive fighter and he comes to fight and he's, he's, he's a fast starter too. And I mean, if you watched his ring walk, he looks nervous. If you watched when they meet in the corner, he looked nervous, and he just did not seem sure of himself. When you're going against Canelo, Canelo Alvarez, it's hard, man. It's hard. Like You have to convince yourself that you are going to beat the man in front of you. And when you have Canelo Alvarez in front of you, if you believe in your mind that you're going to beat him, you also have to convince yourself that you are at least capable of defeating most of the opposition he's been against in the past couple of years. You got to convince yourself that you could defeat Daniel Jacobs. You got to convince yourself that you could defeat Gennady Golovkin, that you could defeat Miguel Cotto, Arislandi Lara. I know a lot of people don't think he's going to beat him, but you got to convince yourself of that. And you got the whole week, all fight week, reporters asking you, what are you going to do different than all the past opponents that makes you think you will defeat Canelo Alvarez? And that has to be the most bullshit you have to come up with in one week. And you start just second guessing yourself. You start thinking about whether what you're saying is true or not. And I just don't know if that's even good for a fighter. If it's even good for a fighter to sell the fight 
with the fact that they believe that they will defeat somebody because you just it just runs in your mind over and over again and you got to believe you got to sound confident in these interviews otherwise if there's a chink in your armor when you're talking you best believe that the other team is looking at that too how confident do you look in your uh, in your interviews and so I mean, Abney just did not look confident at all. I mean, and this guy was larger than Canelo, you know, and, and taller. He was just taller, and he just looks like he's obviously the bigger man. Uh, Canelo did have the reach advantage by like half an inch, I believe. But still, I mean, it was just I don't know, man. I I flipped over to the I, I flipped over to the zone to watch it, and I. I was hoping for something good. I mean, I didn't really expect it to go very long. I gave it six rounds at the very most. But when they stopped it at three and they stopped it in the corner, that just goes to show that it's not even your money's worth to watch fights where Canelo's just going to completely dominate his opponent. And I knew that going in. I mean, and I didn't have to really research Abney. I still don't know who he is. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to finish filming this podcast and go look at Avni. It's just over. It was really, I don't know. To me, it was just Canelo getting back into the game, dusting up, um, and getting to the ring. So, and you know, it was a mandatory fight, so good for him. Um, one thing that was very shocking to me was that Avni Yildrum had a 735 day layoff. And whether you believe in a ring rust or not, I think your first fight back after a two-year layoff and you're fighting the pound-for-pound fighter in the world, that, I mean, the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world, that's hard. That's, that's like, that's like, that's like leaving the gym, like not going to the gym for two years and then coming back and saying, you know what, I'm going to lift the amount of weight that I could I was doing two years ago. That's not how it happens. So you're gonna go you're gonna start slow, you're gonna start very low and you gotta work your way back up. You don't start with the champ. You don't start with the pound for pound king. So I don't know. A seven hundred and thirty five day layoff, that's insane. And um yeah, I mean God. I mean good for him. He tre- he held in there. He got knocked down in round two he stood up. He survived round two and went to a round three and didn't get knocked out. Ah, but, I mean, what can you say? I mean, props to Avni. Takes balls to get in there. I hope they paid him well. I hope he didn't just come for a check. He played his part. Ganilo's moving on. And speaking of moving on, Ganilo has made it very clear that he wants all the belts. So, right now... He's currently the unified super middleweight champion of the WBA super belt because, you know, they have the regular and now they have the super. So he has the super. It's number one. He has the WBC and he has the ring magazine title of the super middleweight division. So if he wants the WBO, he has to go against Billy Joe Saunders. And if he wants the IBF, he wants he has to go against Caleb Plant. And at the end of the fight, Eddie Hearns came in through that ring, made an announcement saying that he's going to face Billy Joe Saunders on May 8th, 2021, and they're going to be fighting for the WBO Super Welterweight Champion. There's not a location, 
Um, but it's signed. It's legit. They played the promotional video at the end, post-fight interview. Um, it's definitely happening. Cinco de Mayo weekend. And that's that's a fight that a lot of fans have been waiting for. Billy Joe Saunders is he's slick. He's the bigger man. Um, and I mean, I know sometimes Billy Joe Saunders does underperform, but when he comes to fight, he, he comes to fight. I mean, he's a slick dude, man. He really is a slick dude. And uh, he's no joke. He's probably the best opposition that Canelo has faced in a long time. And not just that, but a guy that we believe has a chance to defeat Canelo. I mean, I feel like the last opponent, I mean, Daniel Jacobs, yeah. But um, Canelo just seems so unstoppable right now. And if anyone is going to stop him, of who's left for him to fight, it's Billy Joe Saunders. I mean, Caleb Plant, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, I mean, if we're looking at it, Billy is 31, Canelo's 30. Um, and, you know... Billy Joe Saunders, he's a southpaw, and he's a slick boxer. He's a boxer, and that's what Canelo has trouble with, our boxers. And I just, I mean, you know, when he fought Erislandi Lara, which a lot of people believe Canelo lost, it was, uh, it just was not a good fight for him. I mean, he tried. Erislandi Lara was dodging his punches like Mayweather did. Very slick, Cuban-style boxing. And I'm not saying that Billy Joe Saunders is Erislandi Lara, but if you're talking about slipping and missing and moving away from punches, Billy Joe Saunders knows how to to do that. He knows how to pepper his opponents with punches. And that's the thing. Canelo, like, you don't even have to be a hard puncher to outwit Canelo. Like, Erislandi Lara, he didn't hit hard. I'm going to be honest. I think Erislandi beat Canelo. He was just peppering him with punches. Boom, boom, boom. Scoring points. Fighting like an Olympian boxer. Scoring the points, scoring the points, moving away. And that's what, I mean, Mayweather did not not just do that. But there was points in the fight against Mayweather where Canelo was just being peppered with punches. Keeping him busy, keeping him away, keeping him away with the jab. And that's that in itself is the blueprint to beating Canelo. Now, it's been a while. It has been a while since Canelo has faced a, slip, a slick boxer like that. So... I mean, we'd have to see. It's 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 definitely going to be an interesting one. I'm definitely going to bet some money because that's that's going to be an interesting fight. And you know, I'm going to ride with my man Canelo. But still, Billy Joe Saunders versus Canelo Alvarez on May eighth. That's fu- That's gr- That's great. That's great for Cinco de Mayo. I'm pumped. That's that's going to be a great one. Um, super excited. And you know, Canelo made it very clear he wants to be the undisputed WBO middleweight he's he wants to be the undisputed super middleweight champion and for those of you that don't know i'm going to make this clear unified champion is when you have one one or more uh, two or more belts of the same at the same weight class right so canelo right now he's a unified champion carrying the wba and the wbc in the ring magazine titles he wants to be undisputed that's when you have the whole cake that's when you fucking have every belt wrapped around your waist, wrapped around your legs, wrapped around your arms and your shoulders. That's when you have all the belts. And that's what Canelo's coming for. And um, I, I'm i almost confident that right after he fights Billy Joe Saunders, he wants to come after Caleb Plant for the IBF super middleweight title. And uh, I'm almost positive he'll fight him right after Billy Joe Saunders. 
something is up with Canelo. After leaving Golden Boy Promotions, he just seems very motivated to get these belts, fight the people that the fans have been wanting to, him to fight. He just seems motivated. I don't know what it is. It's like it's like Oscar De La Hoya or all the fans or someone was, something was holding him back, and now he just wants to come after it. His team is hungry. Team Eddie Reynoso, I know he calls himself Team Canelo, but they, they're just hungry, dude. It's it's a hungry pack of Mexicans, and Canelo's coming for that belt. So I'm excited, man. I mean, shit, after Canelo gets through these two guys, I don't know who's next. I really don't. Um, I'm almost confident Canelo defeats Caleb Plant. I don't know about Billy Joe Saunders, so it'll be interesting. Um, maybe there'll, there'll be a, a third fight with uh, Triple G because I know people really want that fight. And I can see that fight happening Cinco de Mayo weekend next year. But by then, goddamn, Gennady Golovkin will be old, man. He's like, shit, how old is Gennady Golovkin? I'm saying he's, he's close. He's hitting 40 soon. Yeah, Gennady Golovkin is 38 years old. And... He's turning 39 soon. So if they were to fight Cinco de Mayo weekend of next year, that would mean Gennady Golovkin is 40 years old. And it had it would have been like, God, I don't know. When did they fight last? Let's see. The last time the Gennady Golovkin and Saul Canelo Alvarez fought, that was in 2018. So that'll be four years since they fought. And a lot can happen in four years when it comes to the... Um, the aging of a fighter it's uh it's almost insane um if you go back in history and watch some of the fights uh between of, of some fighters that you know one day they're young and they're still hungry and they're still being kicking ass um in the next fight they're getting laid out on the canvas it's 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 quite insane really so uh yeah i mean right now canelo's carrying the the boxing game on his back and uh, i'm excited i'm excited for him I almost feel like he has the right to walk away from the sport if he'd like after defeating or fighting these two fighters. If he wins. If he doesn't win, it makes things interesting because everyone likes a fucking upset. I like him. When I watched Andy Ruiz fight Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz fought, Anthony Joshua losing was the most exciting thing I had from boxing, in my opinion, in a long time. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's what else, man. I mean, shit. If we're while we're on the topic of Canelo, Team Eddie Reynoso, and I'm gonna call it Team Eddie Reynoso. I know it's called Team Canelo, but man, you gotta put Eddie Reynoso in the front of that name, uh, team's name, because they are on a roll this year. I mean, Ryan Garcia defeated Luke Campbell via KO in the seventh round. Then. Oscar Valdez goes on to defeat Miguel Burchell via KO in the 10th round. And now Canelo defeats Avni Yildrum via KO in the 3rd round. I mean, shit, that's three in a row, man. You might as well give him a trainer of the year already. You might as well. That's three people. Ryan Garcia, Oscar Valdez, and Canelo. And I know Eddie Reynoso didn't raise Ryan Garcia and Oscar Valdez like he did Canelo. But goddamn, do they look good. Ryan Garcia looks fantastic. Oscar Valdez, fantastic. Canelo, fabulous. He looks unstoppable. It's crazy. It's insane. They're on a roll. And, God, I don't know. 
they got some tough things coming up. I mean, if Ryan Garcia is really to face Javante Davis um, for his next fight, that's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to steamroll through that one. And if Oscar Valdez fights Shakur Stevenson, it's going to be hard to steamroll through that. Granelo Alvarez, if he fights Billy Joe Saunders, it's going to be fucking hard to go through that. So if Eddie Reynoso can... If those are the next fights, because that's what it seems like it's going to happen. Ryan Garcia doesn't want to fight anyone but Pacquiao. No one but Javante Davis. They, I mean, they, he wants either Pacquiao or Javante Davis. And we all know the Pacquiao fight already fell through. Sucks, I know. And Oscar Valdez, there's no running from Shakur Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson moved up to 130, was Oscar Valdez. There's no running. There's no vacating, no belts. You just won the belt, Oscar Valdez. You have to fight Shakur Stevenson. If he doesn't fight Shakur Stevenson in the next two years, you can call that a running man. And respect to Oscar Valdez. Not saying that, but that's what it's going to look like, is what I'm trying to say. So, Canelo Alvarez, obviously, he has to fight Billy Joe Saunders. It's a signed deal. So, um, if that fight is going to happen, if those fights are going to happen, Team Eddie Reynoso has... They have a lot. They have a lot coming up. And here's the thing: you have three superstars, three super boxing superstars under your stable. How do you give them all the attention? How do you divide your attention among three fighters and still compete at an elite level? You could be like Freddie Roach and hire somebody, but at the end of the day, if you hire somebody and you try to teach them how to train like you do, it's never the same thing. I swear to God, it's not the same thing. It's, there's, there's, Freddie Roach isn't, I mean, I, we're not talking about Freddie Roach. Eddie Reynoso isn't going to be there to uh, explain if he, why they're doing this, when, if he were to hire somebody. So to me, it's, it's interesting. As, as Eddie Reynoso picks up more fighters and starts training more, and he has to divide his attention. I mean, and not just, not just these three fighters, but he has Andy Ruiz Jr., and not only are they four fighters under his stable, they're four superstars. When you have a superstar fighter, you have to give them your utmost attention because each fight is important. Each fight, everything's on the line. Even if it's against a Joe Schmo like Avni, I'm sorry, Avni. Even if it's against somebody like that, you have to come in balls of fury. Like you have to. You have to if you let up. If you if you think like you're gonna go through a guy and you and you let up and and I mean you can get caught. Anything can happen in boxing. So the fact that Eddie Reynoso has so many people under his stable is great. It's a powerhouse. You have uh, top caliber fighters around you training, and I'm sure it motivates these boxers. The dog. It's gonna be it's it's hard to keep up with. I can imagine that it is hard to keep up with. I mean, I mean, think about it. And these are these are. I mean, it, it could be. It's probably draining, Freddie. I mean, you the fighters. Ryan Garcia gets to take a break. So not only that. So think of it this way. So Ryan Garcia, he fights right one month, and he won't fight for another like four or five months, right? Ryan Garcia gets that four or five month break. But guess what? Guess who's next? Guess who's fighting next? Oscar Valdez. Guess who doesn't get the break? Eddie Reynoso doesn't get the break. Okay, Oscar Valdez is done. Cool, we won. Guess who's next? Canelo. Guess who doesn't get the break? Eddie Reynoso. You guys, yes, these fighters are amazing. Yes, they're hard workers. Yes, they sacrificed a lot of the time of their time. But think about 
how much time Eddie Reynoso is sacrificing. And I'm sure Andy Andy Ruiz is next. Andy Ruiz got a fight coming up. I don't I to be honest, I don't remember what fight's coming up for him. But I know there's something in the works. So now after Canelo, he's on to the next one. That's draining as, as, as fuck. And that's something that we don't really think about as boxing fans. Cool. What's next? So, I don't know. Feeling it for Eddie. Eddie, bro, tell your fighters to take a chill pill. Make them all fight at the same time, man. You need a break. That's that's insane. So, good luck to Team Eddie. I mean, they don't they don't need it. But, I mean, that's still, that's, that's hard. Good luck to Eddie is what I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> another thing, guys. Um, as we all know, Ryan Garcia was at the... Canelo versus Avni Yildrim boxing fight. And of course, the zone loves, I mean, any boxing network really likes when the fighters are at the shows. They bring them on to do commentary. And um, Ryan Garcia was doing commentary. And the, the interviewers asked them about the Manny Pacquiao fight. And Ryan Garcia has confirmed that that, has, that ship has failed, sailed. That ship has sailed. Um, so Ryan Garcia versus Manny Pacquiao no more. Ryan Garcia was definitely hyping this up, man. If you follow him in, on Instagram, he had it in his bio. He was shouting it to the world with all of his posts, on his stories, in his interviews. It was it had a it had a hype hype train. Every boxing channel on Instagram, YouTube, you name it, they were reporting about it. Speculations. Oscar De La Hoya was talking about it. Um, yeah, dude, like that that fight in my head was going to happen. I mean, why not? Manny Pacquiao is on his way out. Ryan Garcia is a young and hungry lion. You might as well give it to him because he also has a chance of losing because he's young. And I mean, who's more seasoned than Manny Pacquiao in this game right now, right? So Manny Pacquiao, although he's old, he has a chance of being the young, hungry lion. I mean, he's so young. He's 23, 22, somewhere around there. Uh, so to my surprise, that fight is not happening. A lot of star power, a lot of money, on the, a lot of money for sure, and uh, lots on the line for uh, Pacquiao and both Ryan. I mean, people say that Ryan Garcia had, I mean, even Canelo said that Ryan Garcia has everything to gain and nothing to lose. But Ryan Garcia, I mean, dude, it's it's about having an undefeated record, man. And if Pacquiao, a 41, 42-year-old, defeats you, makes you look bad. Um, no, but it sucks because I know that this was a dream that Ryan Garcia really had. I mean, he expressed that that was his dream. He even tweeted about it like a year ago. He said that he had a feeling he was going to be Pacquiao's last fight. Uh, and it fell through. I'm as a boxing fan, I'm a little disappointed because I was excited for that. Uh, but yeah, so that is is falling through. And to be honest, I mean, the only thing left for Ryan Garcia is a fight with. Uh, I mean, the only thing Ryan Garcia wants now is a fight against Javante Davis. But again, Javante Davis and Devin Haney had a lot to say about Ryan Garcia when he was trying to chase this Manny Pacquiao fight. I mean, they didn't like the, they didn't like it. They. They ridiculed him on Twitter. They said that it's, they just didn't like it. So um, I know they kind of used that. What it seems like they're doing is they're using that as a as a boat to get away. They're like, all right, bro, like you don't really want to fight us. 
Um, so now I think they've moved on to uh, other fight options. So I don't think Ryan Garcia will be fighting Gervonta Davis or Devin Haney. And to be honest, before that, I didn't really think he was going to fight them either because those are fights that you just got to build up. And promoters love to do that shit. So I don't, I really don't see Ryan Garcia fighting uh, those guys soon. I'm sure it'll be a tune-up. I can see him fighting Lenars, but I also heard that Devin Haney's working something out with him. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Ryan does next. I mean, if anything, he should just get back in the ring and stay busy. So, yeah. And uh, let's see. Um, now, guys, we are going to do shout-outs. Um, I do this. I'm going to be doing this once a podcast or every time I do a podcast. Um, if you go on my Instagram, I will post stories or you can just you can comment on any post on my Instagram and I will give you guys a shout out. But it's only going to be one a week. So this week we will be shouting out. Let me see. I got to pull out my phone. Oh, that's right. I'm recording. the phone. We will be shouting out Bobby Dylan. Bobby Bob Dylan Calderon, I believe he is from the Philippines. Bob Dylan is really cool, really cool uh, supporter of the boxing podcast and boxing media and the boxing clothing brand. Um, he's always sending me stuff, boxing news, things that I don't, things that slip by me. Very cool kid. Um, I'll tag him down below. Check this kid out if you have any questions on boxing he can definitely help you big good boxing fan not just a casual i know he loves manny pacquiao so thanks bob dylan calderon for all your support thank you guys for supporting the channel just or just boxing in general so yeah and that is freaking it guys i am uh very grateful for you guys for listening um I hope you guys enjoyed the fights this past week. Uh, shoot, to be honest, I don't know what's coming up next, man. But any I, boxing's off to a really good start. I think the zone's killing it. I think Showbox is killing it. I think Top Rank and ESPN are killing it. Uh, but let's make some good fights this year, man. Let's let, let's get those fights going. Oh, I know Teofimo Lopez, man, just signed a fucking deal with Triller. Triller's in the game for boxing, man. They're not just doing these retired fighter uh, fighter uh, exhibitions. So that's going to be good. Uh, Teofimo Lopez, I don't know who he's fighting, but, man, Triller fucking outbid the shit out of top rank and matchroom boxing. They're, I think they're paying him like $6 million, $6.3 million. Um, and that's a lot. I didn't think Teofimo Lopez could make that kind of money, but they... They outbid Top Rank and Matchroom Boxing, which is quite impressive. I know Top Rank is pretty pissed at him. And uh, I just, when when Teofimo Lopez comes back to Top Rank, I don't see, but Uncle Bob is fucking pissed. I don't see that. I don't see anything good coming out of that. But uh, I hope Triller makes their money, there's money's worth out of him. I hope they get a return on investment because that's a ton of money. Uh, And... I know they will be putting it on the undercard of Mike Tyson and Arvander Holyfield, the third the third fight, which I'm sure will sell a lot. And to have Teofimo Lopez on the undercard, shit, I'm watching that. I mean, why wouldn't you watch Mike Tyson fight Arvander Holyfield for a third time? So, yeah. Thanks, guys. This is episode one of Boxing Podcast. We are soon to be on Apple 
Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. But for now, you guys can catch us on YouTube and uh, some of our clips on Instagram. So thank you guys. Uh, signing out. Bitches. All right.